Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. It is game week. That's right. The Tennessee Titans will take on the New York Giants. This Sunday, September 11th, to kick off the 2022 NFL season. A lot to get to before that, though. Harold Landry is out with an injury. Josh Gordon is in with a lot of baggage and and history with him. Uh, The the offensive line is set. That's been a a hot topic of conversation throughout this offseason. And, uh, and much more. We will get to as as much of it as we can in this episode of Believe in Titans podcast. And and before we get going, I must note that this episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports contests and events with first to market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in game betting to props and futures. Head to Bet Online and use your or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's B-L-E-A-V-50, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. All right, gentlemen, Denard Walker, John Glennon, as I said, it is game week. Are we pumped? Are we excited? Are we, uh, are we ready to go? Fired up. Hey, let's go. Let's get into (laughs) it. We got 17 weeks of this. Let's do it. (laughs) The, uh, we'll start, you know, we'll start with the bad news. Bad news is last week, the, uh, the first official post training camp practice, Harold Landry tears an ACL. He's out for the year. We've talked about how much a, a, an effective pass rush helps the secondary Harold Landry has led this team in sacks each of the last three years. He was in the top 10 in the NFL last year. 
So Denard Walker, how much more difficult has the secondary's job become without Harold Landry in that front seven for this season? Well, it's tough. You know, that's equivalent to you uh, losing a Javon curse, you know, losing a freak. You, there's so much production. And you're looking at a player like Harold who was just coming into his own last year. Look at the sacks. What was he, 10th in the league in sacks, 12 sacks last year. And he's been productive since coming out of Boston College in 2018. And he had four sacks as a rookie. And then in 2021, you have 12. And you wonder why the defensive line last year wreaked havoc. It was because of the play of Harold Landry. And I'm going to miss him. And, I'm, you know, when I, when I see this, when a guy has just signed a five-year contract extension in the offseason and he tears his ACL, it's just it's a demoralizing feeling. Uh, and I, I can't empathize with empathize with him because I've never been hurt, but my my heart goes out to him because he is a difference maker. And I'm not, when I always say David stats are misleading, it is when you come to a player like Harold, because what he brings, he, he just brings a different mentality. He galvanizes that defense with his play. And one matchup that I was anticipating watching Sunday against the Giants is the Giants have a rookie right tackle, Evan Neal, out of Alabama. And I know in my heart <laughs> that Harold is going to line up right in right at that guy. He's going to find Evan Neal. And all of a sudden, that was a matchup that I said so favorable for Tennessee that that can be a difference maker in the game. And we're not going to see that. So once again, it's going to be hard. But again, the theme for this season or last season, excuse me, David, was the next man up mentality, or like we like to call it at ESPN Chattanooga, was you find strength in numbers. So again, who's going to step up in his absence? Because that will be the difference on how far this team might go this year in 2022. I think strength in numbers is is the, the key thing to, to say about this too. I mean, Harold Landry has played basically 90% of the snaps on defense the last three years. That that in and of itself is is a huge thing. And the, you know, there's there's not a lot of guys in, in the NFL who can who can play that many snaps, let alone be productive consistently and do that. So you you know you're going to have to you're gonna have to rely on several guys, you know, maybe a first and second down guy and a pass guy and then this different guy in a package. It's it's gonna be a uh, it is gonna be an all hands on deck sort of thing, I think particularly early on to uh to to do that john glennon you wrote earlier in the offseason at all titans at si.com that uh you know like we look at the sacks with harold landry i think first and foremost but but that hardly tells the story of his game either i mean this is a guy who who would drop in would and will drop into coverage you know talked about really wanting to get better in in that regard he's a guy who who lines up at different spots around the defense you know give give us a give us a sense of the big picture of of all the things that that Harold Landry did for this defense the last three years yeah I I think what the what the Titans of course are going to miss most uh you know a few different things one is kind of that speed rush element you know the Titans have a lot of good uh pass rushers still but I'm not sure they have anybody like Harold Landry's style. That was the signature move of Harold Landry, getting that that jump around the corner. He had that great bend where he could either get to the quarterback or push the quarterback up. And I think, you know, some of the other rushers, you know, we're talking about Bud Dupree, Rashad Weaver, and, you know, Danico Autry and so forth. All those guys are, are excellent pass rushers, but none bring that element 
um, you know, of speed to the pass rush. I think, you know, your flexibility too, uh, you talked about, uh, you know, pro football focus always breaks down, you know, the, the snaps at, at different positions. Harold Landry is a guy that played over a hundred snaps at four different spots technically last year, left outside linebacker, right outside linebacker. And then you talk about the kind of the hybrid positions, uh, Leo and the REO, which are kind of a combination defensive end and outside linebacker. So over a hundred snaps at all four of those uh, positions. So you could play him all over the place. Uh, and he, he did do a little bit more coverage also than, than a lot of the other edge rushers as well. All that said, um, you know, I, I think it could, uh, you know, it, it could be worse for the Titans in terms of what position this major injury has, has come at. And I say that because, you know, you, you still do have Danico Autry played a lot on, on the edge last year. I still think he goes outside, especially on the early downs. You know, we've seen a lot of flashes from Rashad Weaver. You know, he only played, you know, a handful of snaps his rookie year, but I think there's a lot of potential there. Ola Adani is another guy who, who's shown flashes uh, outside as well. So I think it's there's there's still a lot of depth there, but it's it's what Harold Landry brings, the flexibility, his style with the speed rush. Um, those, to me, are, are the things that the, uh, the Titans are going to miss most. It, it was really interesting talking to uh, talking to guys in the locker room on Monday also about uh, about what sort of is coming for Harold Landry. Bud Dupree, for example, you know, you know who went through this rehab over the last year or so. He you know he talked about how challenging it's going to be mentally that there are times that you uh, you wonder if you're ever going to be the same there there are times that you you wonder if you if you're going to get through it you know because you're in pain so much and and whatnot and and bud dupree even said it's it's a uh, it, it is it is not a game changing injury for guys it is a life changing injury because you you have to you, you you're tested in, in so many ways that but but that you have to trust the process and you know medical science has come a long way that it it was what 20 30 years ago this was a this was a career ending injury for a lot of guys and you know we we've talked at how often this offseason about Robert Woods and and how quickly he's come back from it but but that that really struck me listening to, to Bud Dupree in particular because Harold Landry is a guy who is deeply thoughtful and and you know he's talked about this some over the years and coaches have talked about this over the years he's not a guy that you just say Harold you know put your left hand in the ground this way and make sure you have three fingers down and and push off your right foot and go and you'll be fine like like Harold digests everything in in a really deep serious way and uh and and that part of you know dealing with that part of the injury I think is going to be it is going to be hard for him, maybe harder for him than some other guys, but he's, uh, you know, there's certainly no questions about his work ethic or his determination, or, you know, I don't think anyone has any worries that he's going to get through it, but, uh, but, but as, as deeply as he thinks things, I, I think it's, uh, it, it's going to be, it's going to be a real challenge for him in that way. We mentioned at the top, Josh Gordon, an interesting addition to the uh, the wide receiver group. This is a uh, this is a player who has 
baggage in this league has has had year long multiple year long suspensions indefinite suspensions from the NFL he put up huge numbers in 2013 and and said on Monday in the locker room that that he can still run and you you might you know we might see it sooner rather than later um there's no doubt this this wide receiver group needs something more I think than what it has um but is Josh Gordon the right guy Denard Walker you were you were here in 2000 for example when Carl Pickens came Carl Pickens you know didn't have substance abuse issues and whatnot but but had a reputation as sort of a, a tough guy in the locker room to, you know, that, that maybe needed some guidance and whatnot. What is, you know, how, how does the locker room, do you think, uh, how, how do they take in a guy like Josh Gordon? What is, what is that process to sort of making him fit in and fit in well? Well, when John sent me the email and I had a chance to uh, go through and read about Josh's situation, listen, this is a personal issue for me because I know Josh, I don't know him personally, but I've watched Josh since he was coming out of Baylor. Uh, Josh is a player right now at 31 years old. He should be mentioned in the same sentence if he was, if he didn't violate the league substance abuse uh, programs. What happened uh, with Josh is when you're as talented as he is, he should be getting ready, capping off a career where we're talking about him potentially being a Hall of Famer. That's how talented Josh Gordon is. He is one of the most talented individuals that, David, in the past 15 years I've seen out of a receiving core. You're talking about a player that is six foot three, 220, 25 pounds. And what you love about Josh is that when he got into the league in 2000, what was it, 2012 with Cleveland, he had a productive rookie year. But that second year, he blew, the lid off. He, he blew the lid off. It was like, OK, this is the new era of Randy Moss. This is Randy Moss and, you know, 20, whatever, 20, 2012, 2013 from here on out. And I was saying to myself, this is the same player. Uh, that you saw flashes at Baylor. I mean, he was just absolutely dismantling defensive backs at that size and speed. No one can handle him. But what was so disturbing is that after the 2013, he would only play what he played another four years and just 11 games in four years because of his substance abuse. And that to me is really what hurt his career. You know, Josh is amazing. He's talented. Unfortunately, like you just alluded to David, he has a lot of baggage, but I'm going to say this, David, he's 31 years old now. So I'm wondering, is he more mature now at 31? How long has he been clean? How long has he been sober? Because this is the problem with Josh. This is what has held Josh down, you know, since 2013 is his problems off the field. It's never been an issue uh, when he gets on the field, because when he's on the field, he's typically the best player on that field. That's how talented he is. The problem is, is that now will we see the old Josh Gordon that we saw in Cleveland or will we see the Josh Gordon that went to New England in 2018? Again, took himself off the team voluntarily. Then after the following year, 2019, what it goes to New, what was it, New England and Seattle. And then after that, I don't know where he just he just disappeared. So what will we see? What will we get out of Josh? Because Commissioner Goodall has given Josh a lot of opportunities that I haven't seen him give to other guys. Yeah, I mean, there's there there is something about him clearly that 
that teams in the league are, are willing to give him an, uh, another chance after another chance after another chance. Uh, John Glennon, you and I talked to Josh Gordon on Monday. So I'll ask you, how confident are you that, that there's not another suspension coming down the pike for this guy? And, and how confident are you that he can contribute something on the football field? Um, I'm more confident that he will not be suspended than that he can contribute. Uh, and, and one of the main reasons why there is simply because uh, the rules have changed. You know, the, the new CBA from the NFL, um, you know, I'll, I'll, to backtrack, it's, I guess it's my understanding anyway um, that most of Josh Gordon's substance abuse problems, uh, the vast majority have been marijuana. Mm-hmm. Um, that is, is what my research says, and, and that's what I hear. Uh, and now under the new CBA rules, it is much, much, much harder to get suspended uh, for marijuana use than it was previously. I think this is only the second year those rules have been in effect. Um, you only get tested, I, I want to say, you know, once or twice a, a year uh, for that, uh, the amount you have to have in your system is much higher uh, in, in order to uh, to lead to any kind of uh, discipline. And the discipline at first uh, is only fines, an increasing number of fines. You really have to to be in pretty uh, you know significant problem in order to get suspended again now. So maybe that maybe that helps Josh Gordon in in that regard. Uh, but in terms of of contributions. I, you know, I, I have a, a hard time seeing it, honestly. Um, you know, it strikes me, I, I guess, a little bit uh, slightly like, like the Adrian Peterson signing last year, you know, when they were trying to replace Derrick Henry. Um, you know, Josh Gordon is not Adrian Peterson's age. Um, but still, you're, you're maybe trying to take that, hey, why not take a home run swing at a, at a guy who's, who's, you know, an incredible talent? Why not give it a, a shot? Uh, and, and I can understand that, you know, as, as uh, Denard, you were talking about, I mean, this is a 6'3", 225-pound guy who still has speed, you know, who has had some, you know, great seasons or at least one one or two great seasons in his past. But it's been a long time. You, you know, the, the last really time that he did anything significant was, you know, 2018, uh, and that was like 41 catches, you know, 737 yards, and four touchdowns, you know, in, in combination for the for the Patriots and Browns, you know, and last year the the most recent snapshot we have of of Josh Gordon is last year for the pass happy Kansas City Chiefs who gave him a shot. Now, granted, he came in into the season, so he didn't have a training camp, anything like that. But you know, he played in twelve games, five catches, thirty two yards, and a, and a touchdown. And and the Chiefs got gave him another shot this year. They invited him back to training camp, signed him. Uh, brought him back to training camp, and this is a Chiefs team that was trying to replace Tyreek Hill, and still, you know, he he didn't make it. Uh, he, he didn't make the fifty-three. So I kind of have my my doubts. I, if I'm the Titans, I don't blame him for for why not give a guy a shot like this. You know, maybe you have that that magic uh, pill or or whatever that that turns back the clock uh, and and brings back some of that great production. But I, I don't know. I guess I'm kind of skeptical about what the contributions are. And, and honestly, I, I look at, uh, you know, there's a, there's another guy who's still a free agent. Uh, age, you know, he's not a young guy, but Emmanuel Sanders. Yeah. Um, you know, this is a guy, that's a guy who averaged 15 yards a catch last year in Buffalo on 42 receptions, four touchdowns. Last two years before that, he had at least 60 catches. 
maybe he's a guy in, in my mind that, that is a more realistic producer and, and a more realistic deep threat, um, you know, at, at this stage than, than Josh Gordon. Yeah, it, it's interesting. You know, a guy who had a really good training camp in preseason was was Racy McMath. But if if you watched what the you know the Titans were doing, and people talked about how much progress he had made in his second year and whatnot, but but for the most part, all they were doing with Racy by the end of training camp was just running him straight down the field, trying you know trying to take a safety with him, trying to open up some space, and and you know it, I don't I don't know that that anyone was thinking he was going to catch 50 balls this year or anything like that. If Josh Gordon can still run, I assume that's what the the Titans are going to do with him. Because Racy McMath, of course, has started the regular season on injured reserve. He's going to miss at least the first four games. So, you know, if I think the Titans are looking for somebody who can, who can run fast enough to attract the attention of a safe of a safety and, and, and pull him deeper than than he wants to be to create some some things over the middle and uh um you know whether whether he makes it onto the practice squad you know you referenced adrian peterson that's what happened with peterson last year they signed him to the practice squad at the start of the week by the end of the week he's on the active roster and and after what three games they decided that was enough they moved on but uh but you know, I, I'm thinking too about Golden Tate last year. Everybody, uh, you know, it, it's easy to forget the fact that the Titans added Golden Tate to the the practice squad late in the season. He's uh, he's got a couple years older than than Josh Gordon, not significantly older, but it, but a guy who in his day could certainly run, and uh, and he never made it onto the the active roster. Never even was a game day addition to the to the active roster and and eventually got released so uh, uh what you know I, I assume that what the titans are looking for from gordon is an ability to run and if he doesn't show it on the practice field this week I, it, it's possible he could come and go pretty quickly and and we won't ever won't ever hear from him but it's uh it's it certainly it, i guess it feels like a chance worth taking it's easy to understand why they're uh you know why they're rolling the dice to see what they can uh see what they can get from this guy but uh but i'm with you john i i don't i don't know that they're going to get much if anything from him ultimately we've got the new york giants on tap it's week one they have a new head coach in brian dable most recently offensive coordinator from the uh from the buffalo bills their defensive coordinator is Don Wink Martindale, a guy that uh, the Titans know well in recent years from his as defensive coordinator with the Ravens. Um, Denard, I'll ask you this: it, How much of an advantage, an element of surprise, is there? I guess, if you will, for a first-year coaching staff in Week One, or is it? you know, there's enough film on what these guys did at other places. You, you know, you just have to sort of match personnel with, uh, with philosophies and, and you're going to be fine in, in terms of what, what you game plan for this week. Well, it's going to be tough because, you know, with the giants, you don't know what you're going to get. Of course, the a first year coach, he has two new, again, two new coordinators, offensive coordinator, Mike Kafka, who comes over from Kansas city. So if you're Tennessee, are you watching Buffalo's offense? Let's say if you're Tennessee defense, are you watching last year Buffalo offense or are you watching Kansas City? Because now you, you bring over who the former 
offensive pass coordinator. He wasn't the offensive pass coordinator, but the offensive, uh, what is it, quality control, the quarterback coach and passing game coordinator, excuse me. So he brings that, uh, that Kansas City, is he going to bring that offense over to New York? Will we see that? So again, and then you look at his supporting cast now. There's, if you look at head coach Brian Dable, you got a good quarterback in Daniel Jones. But again, he's no Josh Allen. Let's just be honest, but he's a good quarterback. But you look at the supporting cast, it changes. He doesn't have no more Stephon Diggs, no Cole Beasley. Look at the receiving core, small receivers uh, in New York. That's what they go out. They've drafted. You're talking about Kadarius Tony out of Florida. You're looking at Kenny Galladay. You're talking about Wondell Robinson. Again, what would you see? Uh, you look at their defense. Again, Don Martindale, I know personally he was uh, – when I went to Oakland my first year in 2004, Don was uh, – we call him Martin, Marty. Uh, he was the linebackers coach uh, for the Raiders in 2004 and 2005. He's a good football coach. So if you're Tennessee offense, are you watching Baltimore game film this week? Is that how you're going to get ready? Is that how they're going to defense you? So Don – I mean, John and David, you just don't know what you're going to get from a first-year coach. I played for the Raiders uh, when uh, – who was that um, coach? Uh, he's from the Cowboys. Um, oh. Uh, the Hall of Famer. I forgot his name. I, I shouldn't have – I cannot forget his name. <laughs> the great offensive coordinator, uh, North Turner. How in the world could I oh, forget Oh, there you North go, Turner? yeah. And that team was all over the place the first game against Pittsburgh because we had guys kind of coming in. You had a lot of new pieces to the puzzle. So we didn't know what we're, you know, you just didn't know. And it took about three weeks for that team to get better. It it got, it took about three weeks for that team to kind of gel together because there were so many new pieces. So once again, you don't know what you're going to get out of this New York Giants, but I can tell you one thing. If you're if you're this Tennessee coaching staff, you're not looking at last year New York's offense or defensive snaps. You're looking at Mike Kafka. You're looking at how they play, how they uh, were able to uh, call offenses and defenses. I mean, at Kansas City, and when you look at Martindale, you're looking at his play of what he was able to do at Baltimore. And that's for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. It's going to give you an idea of how they might call the game Sunday. John, if you're, if you're, Todd Downing or Shane Bowen or, or Mike Vrabel, what, you know, as, as you're game planning, what about the Giants particularly concerns you this week? Yeah, uh, I was going to say the the good news for the Titans is, uh, you know, the, all those coaches for the Giants that that uh, Denard just mentioned, you know, certainly come from some very impressive programs. But the good news for the Titans is they don't have the, the personnel that they did at those no. other teams. And they faced uh, you know, all those guys in the last couple of years. You know, they've, they've faced Kansas city a few times. Yeah, they right. faced Buffalo, what, four or five yeah. years in a row. They, yeah, you know, they, they the faced Baltimore. Like they, it, it, it's not just watching film. It's it's sort of reminding yourself what these guys do. Right, right. But uh, yeah, as I could say, obviously there's no Josh Allen or Pat Mahomes or the Ravens D uh, that, that came along with those coaches. So, so that's a plus, but um, yeah, it's, it's interesting 
you know, it, it, it appears at, at first glance, you know, almost like an opening, uh, you know, trap game in, in some respects for the Titans because you just look at, at the Giants and, and there is that element of, of surprise because of the new coaching staff, but you just look at a team that struggled so badly last year, four and 13. Uh, they lost their last six games. They were one and eight on the road last year. Um, you know, and I know they've made some changes, but I just don't see the personnel being, uh, you know, uh, enough to overcome a Titans team that should be, should be on their toes after what happened in last year's uh, season opener. Um so concerns for me for the Giants, I, I do, you know, there, there are some skill position players that, you know, have the have the uh, potential to be pretty good. You know, uh, Kenny Galladay, uh, I think the rookie out of Kentucky, I thought it is interesting to me, the Wandale Robinson, the little mm-hmm. slot guy has got Great speed. Um, you know, and, and everybody seems to be talking about how both Kadarius, Tony, and, and Saquon Barkley, of course, are, are you know, going to be better uh, this year than, than they were in the past, too. The issue, of course, for the Giants is you still got Daniel Jones, a quarterback, and honestly, I think he is more of a threat uh, as a runner than than he is as a as a passer uh, for the most part. So, yeah, I I I, uh, I, I think you know if, if the Titans are on their game, uh, you know this should be a W for for them. Uh, two more reasons to uh, to believe things might turn out well. Two of the keys defensively for the Giants, two of their young edge, you know, uh, defensive end or, or edge rushers, uh, Aziz Ojolari, eight sacks last year, and, and Kayvon Thibodeau, who was the fifth overall pick in this year's draft, basically are, are coming off injury. They did, they practiced today very, very little, and there seems to be a lot of skepticism over whether, whether they'll either play or have a, a significant role against the Titans. So two more reasons right there to think the Titans might be the, uh, the better team on Sunday. Yeah, good good news for that revamped Titans offensive line that maybe they're not going into the deep end with uh with with the Giants best rushers there. And it's interesting when I when I think about Daniel Jones, a, a guy who was a first round pick in in 2019, uh, you know, I I'm of a mindset people talked about Marcus Mariota and how early in his career had four different head coaches, five different offensive coordinators and and what kind of detrimental effect that maybe had to his development. Well, Daniel Jones is on his third coaching staff in four years in the league now. And, uh, you know, I'm wondering is, is, is this going to be a guy who, who's, you know, can they, can they lock in with him right off the bat and and get him going? Or is he going to be out there, you know, thinking too much, kind of confused, trying, still trying to translate things. uh, You know, that, that's, that's going to be curious to me, but, if if you ask Kevin Byard and uh, and we did ask Kevin Byard this week, he he's all he says it's all about Saquon Barkley. You know, that's a guy who hasn't been a, a dynamic player really since his rookie year when he was the offensive rookie of the year, led the league in total yards and, and all that. But uh, but but Kevin Byard stressed that uh, that everything on defense has to start with with getting to to Saquon Barkley, getting multiple bodies to him and 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 getting him to the ground. And the Titans actually played the Giants in in Barkley's rookie year mm-hmm. and and one of Barkley's worst games of that season was against Tennessee. He had uh he had 41 yards, I believe it was rushing, and 17 of them came on one carry. The rest of the, you know, the rest of the day, they they kept him under wraps. The Titans won that game 17 to nothing. It was the first shutout of the Mike Vrabel era. So uh, I, I would assume that 
there's going to be a lot of discussion about this is what we did the last time. Yes, the schemes have changed and whatnot, but but this element of defending the Giants and, and Saquon Barkley, for example, has to stay the same. Denard, I'll ask you, I would assume it'll be a good crowd and, uh, you know, opening weekend, coming off two division championships, all that sort of thing. How 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 good is Nissan Stadium for a player when it's full and and when it's loud and and what have you? I, I mean, what what kind of just how good a home field advantage is that? Well, your crowd—that's your home. That's your twelfth man. You know, you you know, one of the things that Coach Fisher used to emphasize was take care of home. If you usually take care of home, that typically puts you in a position for some reason to. Uh, be have a successful season you know you, you don't want to go home and lay an egg that's one thing you don't want to do is play in your own stadium and and just look bad and not to mention this titans uh fan base they have a bad taste in their mouth for what happened in the playoffs so again they're itching to get this bad taste out of their mouth so again uh sunday i expect it to be loud um I expect the the crowd to be rocking because it's a new season. There's a lot of optimism. This is a team that's coming off a 12 and five number one seed in the AFC. So again, the expectations are higher because unfortunately in this business, uh, everything changes uh, year after year. So again, I'm, I'm looking forward to watching Tennessee Sunday and not to mention the way that they played last year, uh, uh, that first game of the season against Arizona, they don't want to come out and lay an egg and, and that, let that be the theme of the season. I, I expect this team to come out on fire. I think you're going to get a heavy dose of the King. And when you look at this defensive line uh, for New York, I like Leonard Williams. That's when I identify the playmakers of that team. I like the big cat. He is a monster uh, since his days at the Jets and then coming to the Giants, being traded to the Giants. And then you talk about their little banged up with Thibodeau and Ajalari. So, again, if you're the Tennessee Titans offensive line, you have to have the mentality. We're going to dominate this front, get the run game going early, get this crowd pumped. And then what we're going to do is start feeding those receivers and implement implement those players in the game plan. But again, you're going to see a heavy dose of the King. I think they're going to rock. It's going to be exciting when the King get going Sunday. All right, let's look down the road. Let's do this. go through this quickly. It is the start of the season. This is what we do. 18 weeks from now, Denard Walker, what will the, uh, what will the Titans record be? I've called it two years in a row. Is that right? Yes, yes. And last year I said there would be 12 and 5. This year, if they Pressure's can stay on healthy. Then. If they stay healthy this year, I'm going to go 13 and 4. Why not? Why not? All right. But they're not healthy. I know. <laughs> so let's go with 12 and five again. <laughs> John Glennon, what, what do you see as the Titans record and why? Uh, I'm going to go. I was, uh, I'm, I'm torn between 11 and six and 10 and seven. I'll give the, uh, I'll be, I'll be the, uh, the Homer guy and give them the, the home team, the benefit of the doubt. I'll go 11 and six. You know, they've, they've got some very difficult road games. Uh, so I think that's where, Probably they're going to suffer most of their losses at Buffalo, at, at Kansas City, Green Bay, at the Chargers, at Indy. And I think Cincinnati is going to be tough uh, to, to beat at home. So that, to me, is, is where I, w- I would look at the six losses. But, uh, you know, I, I still, as, as we talked about, I still think without Harold Landry, I still think that's a high-quality defense, good enough to uh, to uh, overshadow or, or help overcome a, a not-so-good offense. So 
I think they're going to win this uh, division again, and uh, I think it's going to be eleven and six. Wow, I should have I should have gone in reverse order here because I'm going to be the wet blanket to 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 finish <laughs> this up. I David Beauclair, I, I'm looking, I, I'm thinking nine and eight. I I think this wow. this this roster Whoa. is this roster is not as good as it was in some spots. It's it's older in some spots. The the Landry injury, I. I Maybe I'm wrong, and you know, I hope for Titans fans' sake, I'm wrong. But it feels like sort of a bad omen to me. It, it's sort of like a a black cloud rolled in wow. right at the start of the David season. But, but but I think, but I think, I will say, I think nine and eight might still be good enough to win the division. I I don't think you know, I, I'm not sold on Matt Ryan solving all the Colts' problems and and whatnot. It, certainly, we we've talked about the Jaguars and and Texans, how far they have to go. I don't think either one of those two is a is a threat to win the division. So, uh, you know, nine and eight might still be good enough, but, uh, but I, I, it just, it just feels like this season has to be a step back. The, the, the X factor of course is Derrick Henry. If Derrick Henry is healthy and, and runs like we saw in 2019 and, and 2020, then, then they're a whole different team. But, uh, but until I see that, I'm going to, I'm going to remain a bit more skeptical than you guys, but, uh, but that's all that's all in good fun and and we will we will have one game in the books next week and we will certainly talk to you again at that time and until then Denard Walker thank you thank you David don't show your face in the locker room next week <laughs> John Glennon thank you all right thank you and uh and I'm David Beauclair this is the Believe in Titans podcast For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.